In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. There are few people who know more about the world-famous Dutch artist Escher than Mickey Pillar. Curator of the Escher and Palace Museum for more than a decade, Mickey managed to unravel a great deal about this rather elusive artist during her tenure at the former Royal Palace. More recently, she and her husband set up a website and guidebook for all the major museums in the Netherlands. She's here today as one of Dutch Buzz's The Hague Pearls. Welcome, Mickey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Were you a specialist on Escher before you started your job at the palace? I was a specialist on very modern art. And I was amazed when I was asked for it. But I needed a job. I was divorced. I had two children. Wim van Krimpel was the director at that time. Um, Knew a lot about me because I worked together with him before. And I thanked him actually for something I'd done in the Gemeentemuseum, now called Kunstmuseum. And he said... Wouldn't you like to be a curator in Escher? And I said, yes, why not? Why not? It's always nice to start something new. And I didn't know so much about Escher. So it was working the first months before the opening. It was really last minute that I came in. And um, as I said on my departure, I started with a question mark and I ended with a big love affair between me and MC Escher. It's, it's an amazing artist. What kind of a man was he? He was nice. He was funny. Everybody seems to forget it. They think yeah, he looks serious to me. Yeah. yeah, but if you hear his voice, there are some voice recordings. You um, hear that he's very bekakt. Uh, we say in Dutch, he speaks like the queen, the, the former queen. Well, I speak like that too, so I'm used to it. Snooty, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And uh, that turns people off. And there's something else, a big handicap. Everybody thinks it's about mathematics, which it isn't. Escher's art is about life, order and chaos. It's about amazement. He refers his whole life to the fact, I love to be to wonder. I love to look like a child at the world and be amazed again. Well, if you can keep that up for a good 80 years, I think you're great. It was so different. Yes, but you can't put any modern artist beside the golden age. The, the big Dutch artists, everybody think about Raymond Vermeer, Van Gogh Mondrian. And those four, are, well, perhaps Vermeer and Raymond, but actually not even those, those two. Um, you can compare the four of them. And Escher is something special again. And the big thing is that everybody knows Prince of Escher, the people going up and down and can't escape anymore, the hands drawing each other, but they don't know his name because the marketing of Escher hasn't been that good. So if you see the print, you say, oh, yes, my dentist got one in his waiting room. Or even somebody told him he had it projected over this chair you're laying in when they're pulling you whatever they're going to pull. And so you're looking fascinated as an Escher prince. It's not the association, this, yeah, the, the connection I would make as easily as that, but Escher is known, only not known by his name. So you got interested in the man behind yeah. The paintings, the drawings in this, yeah, in this case. Graphic, yeah, yeah. And what did you find out about him? 
he's funny. He is really, f- and he is kind. And um, he has a kind of tongue in the cheek sense of humor. His family, I've met several family members, they said, and then you suddenly realize it was very funny. And that's the way you, you, you can find this again in his prints. As yeah. the, was he a, a bit of a perfectionist? I get that idea. I must have been. If you're a printmaker, if you're a woodcutter, if you're an engraver, you are nearly, uh, well, you're, you're very much a perfectionist. And this idea that he was mathematical. Well, he always says I never understood anything about mathematics, which is proven also that the mathematical ideas he got from different people were professors in the mathematics, were really high-class mathematicians. He himself has developed some systems, which I don't understand, I have to tell you. I'm just talking like people of Doris Schnatzneider and Penrose, whom I met because I'm too much uh, art historian than to be a mathematician. But he developed, he could illustrate mathematical theories which he didn't understand himself. So that's great, I think. That other people can understand and, and discover another level in your work. Now you're talking about discovering, and I think that you did, while you were curator yeah. at the palace, yeah find out things about Asher that were unknown at the time. Well, the nicest and the greatest one is somebody invited me to his old school in Arnhem. He grew up in, he was born in Leeuwarde in the north in Friesland, lived there with, uh, the family lived there another three years, then they moved to Arnhem when his father went into pension and, uh, is that the correct, is that what you say? Retirement. Retirement, that's it, it was the German one I got it. When his father went into retirement and uh, um, they lived in Arnhem, he grew up there, he went to the HBS, the high school there. So somebody said, would you like to see it? I said, yes, why not? Really didn't know what to ex- uh, expect there. The minute these doors opened, I said, it can't be true. It can't be true. One of the famous Asher prints is Relativity, where you have these chairs, uh, stairs, excuse me, stairs where people walk up and down, not only up and down, but from the from above and from the other side, the other side. And I never, never knew how he got this inspiration. If you walk into this, it's a classical school building. I've just been in my old school building and I saw the same. And that's why it was so known for me too. If you walk up the stairs, you have two stairs on each side of your main stair going up and you see the steps of the stair going up you see them, well, hanging in the air. And he made a print called Gallery, which looks like an elevator uh, entrance, but it's very stiff, there's no movement in it. And about two months later, which means knowing the technique, which takes a lot of time to make it, he made the second print in the time he was busy with the first print. And the second print is called An Andere Wereld. There you you see the same cabin and it turns all around. He lets it for some time and in 53, relativity suddenly comes again. And as he draws 
a lot of things before he starts to woodcut or lithograph or make uh, another, uh, uses another technique. I'm sure because the, the drawings are spread all over the world, so I, I haven't seen them, all of them. I'm sure the idea was planted in this school because the series between Another World and Relativity, they're all in different forms, combined these different perspectives and houses, inside, outside houses. So that's it, it. Was really it was it was great to. Yeah, and it to all dawned on you when you yeah, visited the school. What was another discovery? Uh, I was working. A family member came and said, "We have a big drawing, um, and we don't know where it is. We'd like to sell it to the museum, which is really a gift for the museum because they knew too if they put it on the market, it would make enormous modern money." The disadvantage of the success of our Esche Museum, especially after 2011 Brazilian exhibition, which was um, the, the exhibition in that year who got the most um, spectators ever in the whole year. So suddenly Esche was big back on the market and price it went sky high. So this was really after 2011, and if they would have put their drawing on the market, they would have got a lot of money. But they didn't. They gave it to the uh, well to us, to all of us. If you give it to a museum, you give it to mankind more or less, mankind. But okay, to the Dutch. <laughs> and uh, so I had to research where where could it be? How could it be? So I used Google Maps, I used Google, um, uh, that's the advantage nowadays, of course, that you can turn Google Maps into Google Images. And I suddenly found it, it was Monticello. Monticello is a small town outside Rome, and it was made in the year he didn't make any prints, in the year 24, that was between, I think between his marriage and, move, yeah, and moving to Rome. He didn't make any prints, but he drew. And he gave it to one of his family members, this. And it was drawn on a very special way, so we all discovered that. But knowing, putting a, a place, a name on it was, of course, great. They'd never known where it's been made. He hadn't put anything because he never made a print of it. Which also means that we have a proof he made independent drawings. We have some more. And we never knew, is it yes or no, done as an independent drawing or was it going to be a study for a print he never made now you can more or less say he made independent drawings too do you think there'll be more discoveries in the future or do you have them all no 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 there will be you know the nice thing about Escher is you can make so many stories on if we'll find a nice art historian who's got a hinge of um, mathematics he will find a whole other way on Escher and Anyway, I have made, there has been actually in 68 a big um, exhibition in the Gemeentemuseum, now called Kunstmuseum. And after that, nobody published on Asha anymore. He was forgotten again. So I'm the second one who's doing, I was the second one. I, there was, a, 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 I think, two new curators already uh, after me. Yeah, after me. And they have to. She has to find her way and find what is her uh, hook to Asha. And if you found that, you will find. I'm sure you will find new things. So that's no problem. Asha is still at the former royal palace. There was talk of 
it being moved for some time. What what's happening there? As far as I know, that they will be because this new um, uh, city hall, um, the, the new elected uh, people there, they were in favor of it, and it was going to move to the former uh, American embassy. And as far as I know, it's combined with another. Well, I'm I'm not there anymore. I left, and as a dentist is leaving his practice, you don't ask him come back and do some something on my teeth. So I'm I hear from your tone of voice that you. M- may find it a pity if it were moved out of the palace. Well, I think the palace, Escher is a printmaker. And actually, most of his prints are small. It needs space and it needs... But that's a personal... Uh, people do things differently. As you can see in the Kunstmuseum until somewhere in September, there's a big Asher exhibition and they make it in a modern way. And maybe I'm too old-fashioned, could be. But I love Prince to be in a homely, even if it's a royal homely, uh, surroundings. But I'm sure they're going to make something nice of it. Different than I did, which is good, which is good. But it was pretty unique having this exhibition in a former royal palace and for me it worked yeah yeah for me it worked too (laughs) (laughs) it was like two for the price of one okay now we're going to move on because you moved on to your website and your guide which incorporates nearly all the major museums in the netherlands tell us about that well, it's called uh, A Guide to the Dutch Museums, and the website is called Op Weg naar de Kunst. And when I thought about translating it into English, I uh, I made it, I found it funny, uh, Art by the Way, which is very Dutch to translate. Ah, Art by the Way, I like yeah. that one. <laughs> but we can't, you see, I thought, I hoped in the beginning to start earning it by putting advertisement on it. Then I suddenly realized if I put advertisement on it, nowadays... Um, the marketing side of museums are very influential. And uh, when I was a journalist, I st- I'm an art historian. I've been for many, many years a journalist. We were not concerned by uh, demands of marketing departments. But nowadays, they say, if you want this, you have to put it that way. Well, I'm too old. I'm yeah, they're too telling you what to do. So it is. And I'm not playing that game. So there's no advertisements, which it means it costs only. And then to have it translated, mm-hmm. it costs even more. You can't ask somebody to be as foolish as we are to do it um, for nothing. So that's not... But I heard from Americans, because I can see on Google that we've got a lot of American uh, readers on the website. They put it through uh, Google Translate or DeepL and it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. You miss you miss some of the, the word uh, jokes or you miss some of the refinement of it, but yeah. mainly, yes, you, you get it. Well, Mickey, uh, I'm making no promises, but I'm about to retire myself, so <laughs> maybe I'll... <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll do it for you one of these fine days, but I'll need a bit of time. Okay, now let's move on to uh, your guide. You have it with you. It looks beautiful. How comprehensive is it and how can people get hold of it? What we do is um, we have a small introduction about a museum. Then we have a QR code which connects to the museum's website so you can find it. gets immediately onto the website. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with a QR code which connects to our website Ah. where is more information than these small parts, of course. Now, I see that you've made a selection of artworks that you feature here. Is that very personal? Or how do you you go about finding the 
up exhibits? Well, the top according to us. Mm. So, mm. Uh, what, so it uh, is personal. Yeah, yeah. There are some so specialized museums like this Leiden Museum on Archaeology. I don't know so much about archaeology. So what I choose is what I like, visually like. And I'm an experienced viewer, of course, but it doesn't have to be in this particular museum the, the top for or most important thing. But that's what people can discover. We try to be in the, in the, in the introduction and in our story about a museum, the history and what they uh, think themselves is important. We try to be objective and then I come in myself and tell what I like about it. That's how I made my um, reviews too. And so it's long text if you go back to the website. Here in the book it isn't. And people seem to like it. Yeah. And How many museums have you featured? Well, here in the book, it's only 30 Dutch ones. And altogether, we have, I think we're nearly on 100 now. But we also cover um, Flemish churches and museums. I am Dutch, but I did my art history in Ghent, in Ghent, in Belgium. So I'm actually, the first specialization was Flemish primitives. And it's the 14th, 15th century. And it's amazing what these people did. And we put it in a historical context. I say we because my husband, this was fun. I was A good partnership. <laughs> it is, it is. So I retired in September 2015 and uh, everybody said, oh, this is going to be nasty. You've worked, well, the last years I made, a, I was co-making, co-producing a very big exhibition in Scotland. We went to the Dulwich Gallery in London and then to Germany. So, which came actually quite good because I had a lot of free time. So in that time I could do this exhibition. But it was a lot of work, which I liked. And then everybody said, oh, that's going to be a black hole for you. I thought, I don't want any black hole. What are they talking about? What do I like most is writing about art. This is what I did the main part of my life. What do I miss in papers is big articles. Yeah. Where somebody gives information and tells themselves. We used to have an, um, a movie critic in one of the Dutch papers. And I never agreed with what he said. If he said, I don't like the film, I went and I was happy. <laughs> so if somebody is having an opinion, you don't have to agree. But Absolutely. at least you find, okay, I can either confirm or not conf confirm uh, or uh, collide with it, um, and then I know what to do. So that's there's our voices that not, well, my voice in the first time. But then what happened? In the summer, I said to my husband, "This is what I'm going to do. It seems website seems to be an easy thing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write long, long articles about Dutch museums because what I miss that everybody is going to these temporary exhibitions, and the backbone of any ex uh, museum is its own collection. We never go to it except to the Rijksmuseum where you go to the Eergalerij." Nobody. Goes. But if you go to London to the National Gallery, you start at the wrong collection. And you don't start with a temporary one because you want to see which Rembrandt, of course, Dutch, you, uh, they have or not, and which Turners are there, whatever. No. So I said, we're going to, I'm going to give information. He said, that's a very good idea. So just to try on, we went to the, I still know, the Dordrecht Museum. I didn't know the Dordrecht Museum. It was amazing. So 
We came back. I said, I'm, going, I'm just going to try. I'm going to sit there and make my autograph. I came down. We both, we've been in some phase of our life. We've been a journalist. And if you're a journalist, you put on your journalist voice, actually, because it sounds much better. <laughs> and I said, huh? Why is he putting on his journalist voice? I just came in. I said, what are you doing? He said, look, look. He had made some uh, a small interview with me doing that, but I never knew for what, and he had combined pictures we both made. And so I suddenly found myself on film giving information about, he said, that's what I'm going to do for you. That's what I like, actually. So here's the film on one. We've got small films on it. There's now all in, on YouTube. And he's giving the information, oh, both of us are giving information. Last year, he put himself a bit more in it than I am. But still, <laughs> he is, he is, he's really, he's, he's looking well. He's an experienced uh, uh, viewer himself now too. And he has a nice opinion. So it's really, it's a combination between the two of us. So that's why he is also Mickey Pollard and Christopher Lee, because I write an article, he controls it. Having been an, uh, a professor of sociology, he is used of looking at texts too. And uh, so that's a, a, a combination, yeah. We know we can feel your love for your work and every word you utter, but Mickey herself, I asked you uh, to bring along something of your desk, mm -hmm. something of your bedside table and something from a kitchen drawer. <laughs> what have you brought along to uh, reflect what Mickey does when she's not working? Yeah, I don't know, but these are um, um, objects which are near to my heart. This is a, it lays on my desk because I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a golden filigrane uh, pin. I love pins, actually. I'm not having one on because... You mean a brooch? A brooch, yes, a brooch. And it comes from Scheveningen, which connects me to The Hague again. And it's been used to close um, the shoals, the uh, fisher women. So it's very traditional. Yeah, yeah. I got it from, uh, well, my mother had it already. And uh, it's one of the things I inherited from. It's so fragile that I'm not daring to use it anymore. Knowing myself, it's I'm going to lose it. So I'm looking at it when yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. often with my computer. And lovely, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah. And this is a picture... Um, of a lady who is now uh, in her mid-90s and she is as um, funny as you can see here. This is our first ontmoeting. Um, I suddenly lose the word. A it's meeting, yeah. Yes. Meeting yeah, 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 who yeah. are these people? I can see you on the right. That's it. And she's Netje Fernhout. She is the widow of a, a very famous No, not. He is an artist. Artist. He is the son of Charlie Torop, and everybody seems to forget him. He's a very, I think, a very important Dutch artist, and he made remarkable work. And she's fun. She's she's really fun. Uh, she's a widow for 50 years now. When I met her, he he was uh, he, he she was a widow already. And um, um, we had a strange meeting because I wrote about his work. The first exhibition after his death was in Eindhoven in at Van Abbe Museum, and I fell in love with it directly. And it is so important because he started as a very typical realistic Dutch painter. He painted uh, little bottles of water 
in front of an open window. So you see water in a bottle on air. You see nothing Suspended. actually. Yeah. It is it is and to paint that as meticulously as he did, um, you are really a master in, in painting. But he ended so that's the outside world he did. He ended the last six years of his life by painting autumn, winter, uh, summer. So something which you can't see he was totally abstract. The, it means that all the brush strokes had a meaning, the layers of paint he is using, the different colors of using, everything is really important. It's, it's vibrant, you don't know what to do. And in between there is a period where he is painting horizon, sea horizons. And sea horizons are as much nothing as this bottle is. And then you got the abstract. So it's an, an, an amazing uh, development which he makes. And he's been a very important teacher for all kinds of young Dutch artists. He was connected to Atelier 63, which when it started was the um, educational system against the Rijksakademie. Later on they combined, but in the beginning they wanted to show this is how you get young modern artists. And he was one of the main teachers there. So that's great. And she's fun, and I'm still visiting her, and so she's important for me. Okay, and then we come to the very ah, ordinary yes. kitchen drawer that, that really brings us down to earth now after all your I, I beautiful stories. It is a schaaf. Yeah, a great chair, but a, a special great. one. I don't it's, think I... It's, is it for nutmeg? It, it's a great... It's what a great. It? it is a grater, but you get this 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 small piece. You get it. Um, you can loosen it from it. Then the, you put uh, radishes or garlic or whatever in. Put the other one over it again, and you get the most amazing thin leaves of uh, garlic if you need it. Do you still have anything in the pipeline for the future? If you have one more project yes, in mind? Be, yeah, yeah, but I can't tell. I'm awfully sorry, I can't tell. It's a secret, right? It is, it is okay, well then we'll keep everybody in suspense until you yeah. reveal it all yeah. Yeah. in our next interview. I will, I will. <laughs> You're going to be amazed because I'm very amazed about it when it's going on. <laughs> you are full of surprises. It's always been a delight to talk to you, Mickey Pillow. The former curator of the Escher Museum, I have to draw you into our local context and now um, the producer of a superb guide on the museums of the Netherlands and Belgium. Thank you so much for joining us on Dutch Buds. You are a true The Hague Pearl. Dutch Buzz, your weekly dose of inspiration from some of the city's special people.